You're listening to the Pinball Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Pinball Podcast episode 123D. Um, we're just going to keep rolling with the letters uh, after the episodes until Jeff is back, back from his uh, epic fishing adventure. Can we pretend it's a pinball adventure? He never plays pinball anymore. He's fishing in Alaska and having a lovely time, I'm sure. Um, so keeping me company for an epic Pinberg recap, I've got Jimmy Nails in Brisbane. Hey, Jimmy. Hey. Hey, Jessica. How you doing? I'm doing well. How's it going for you uh, down there? Miss you guys? Yes. Yes, you're definitely missed around Netherworld in Brisbane at the minute. But, uh... We're doing good, still pretty much in recovery mode from our pretty epic adventure. <laughs> I don't know when. Literally. Like how long I until mean, I've, I've hardly had a beer since, since I got back. <laughs> but you're enjoying one now. Um, I am enjoying one now, yes, which is, which is absolutely delicious. So. Yep. What um, What do you have? You have a hop, hop something. Hop Nation, yeah. One of my favorite breweries out of the west of Melbourne. Yeah, everything they produce is pretty spectacular, so always pick them up on the way home. Nice. And I got a oh. prickly passion fruit cider, prickly pear passion fruit um, from Tumalo in Bend, Oregon. So that's a new one for me. Sounds um, delicious. It's quite tasty. Yeah, so wanted to relive our adventures, um, <laughs> prepare for next year's. Is it Pinberg yet? Is it Pinberg 2019? <laughs> <laughs> tickets on sale yet <laughs> they're already on sale oh no uh, <laughs> someone had posted that that tickets were already sold out I think it was Elizabeth and the internet had yeah, a heart attack that. it was great uh, <laughs> I did see that a second, had a second glance yeah we may um, we may have a guest pop on and join us expectedly unexpectedly who knows at some point so um yeah. this was your first pinberg my third pinberg and yeah. we were just running so we left masters as as heard on episode 123c we had oh i think we i think we have a guest joining us on the podcast ah beautiful mystery what? caller please identify yourself Please come in. Hi, I'm I'm in Australia and I don't know what to do. Everything is upside down. <laughs> yeah, you get used to it. It happens pretty quick. It's, it's like just... winter or something. It's ridiculous. It's August, man. I mean, it's supposed to be warmer than this. It's not supposed to be warmer. <laughs> if you're in Melbourne, it'd be freezing. <laughs> oh, look, it's Bowen Karen. Hey, Bowen. Hello. How are you Hello. all? Very well, thank you. Good, good. We are just talking about how we're crazy people and went straight from Brisbane Masters onto a flight to Pittsburgh for Pinburg. I can't believe you all had the energy to do what you did. Uh, like, if, if, I, if I hadn't known that you'd made all of that travel, you all looked like completely normal, happy pinball people the whole time. 
Jimmy, we fooled him. D of energy. Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> we pulled it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pinberg is always about uh, too much action, too many people, too little sleep, too much fun. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, but that's just pushing it. Like 24 plus hours of transit first. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Just throw that in the mix after four or five days of mayhem in Brisbane. Yeah. There's um, something else. I'm gonna, I've got to say, I got to, I didn't, luckily I had a bunch of people that did bump out for me on the Monday. I didn't have to go back Monday. So I got a full day to relax and do family time. So Dave and a bunch of guys from Netherworld did bump out on for me. So without, without that, I definitely got, got a little bit of downtime. That was very kind of mm-hmm. them. It was very, very kind. Totally. You know, not bump out, very. bump out. Yeah. That's most people don't realize, obviously once it's all over, there's still 12, 30, 40 hours of work to get everything out of the building. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And then the physical labor yeah. of moving all of those machines after having moved them in. And then after having played all weekend, <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and it's similar know, for like Pinberg. I mean, imagine getting all of the uh, after. Jimmy, I th- I think it was you who volunteered to work on the setup for Pinberg. Like yep. The- yeah, I did. And I, I was. I definitely did. Like, I definitely would have. What is this person thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would have if he had needed it. <laughs> uh, Goodness. It's a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> totally like i'm just ex- i was it's it's been exciting to to see the the action and how much is going on down in australia when you compare it to where the scene was down there even even three or four years ago it is yeah. such a change and uh and you and the others down down another world are definitely a big part of that yeah, yeah. I think it, most states, uh, Melbourne are doing a great job at the minute. They just announced their, they do two majors a year. So they've got the Melbourne match play coming up, which Luke Marburg looks after. And the format he's just listed for that is pretty spectacular and looks like a heap of fun. Uh, a couple of new formats I haven't seen or played before. Um, and then they've also got Flip Out, which um, Jersey Jack's heading down to, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Melbourne's doing great. Sydney's coming back. They just had the barn this weekend, which is a in the outer suburbs of Sydney. Over a hundred players. I think they've got eighty plus machines on site at a private uh, private location. Yeah, yeah those pictures looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, Nomi Goodwin posted a little video today and Dave had posted some photos this weekend, which I was very jealous, but I was also, it was um, house ball over at Grant's and those pictures are making me super jealous too. So I really wanted to be around there this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Grant's place is once a year and it's a pretty cool. Um, So we're just doing, Yeah. Bowen, we're just doing kind of a little uh, intro recap since the last episode was Masters. Now we're moving on to Pinberg. So we're talking about how it was Jimmy's first and then my third. And we had uh, Hugh and Barb's with us from Brisbane as well. And it was their yeah. first time to Pinberg. And Bowen, how, which Pinberg was this for you? Uh, this is uh, the eighth Pinberg. Um, 
because I've been involved since it started in 2011 and uh, just running my butt off to uh, be the assistant to the tournament director and uh, put out fires everywhere and play tests and just try to make it a great, uh, as great an event as possible. And it's just so nice to see how happy people were and uh, uh, how much of a good time it was. Um, and I had a great time too, but uh, it's it's just, it's cool to be able to put on something that, that runs well and that everybody seems uh, generally to be enthused by and wanting to come back and do it again. Yeah. Seeing this grow now to 840 players, I, it's unbelievable. 843. <laughs> do we want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, we want to talk about that. <laughs> I still don't know what happened with that. Oh, I, I mean, I... I, I, can tell you, I can tell you exactly what happened with that because I had to deal with it. Okay. Uh, I think I've mentioned it. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it on an episode yet, but I know my friends, Allison and Andy from Seattle. And then a third person who I don't know personally um, had, you know, day one, our rounds were drawn and we all go to our machines and the sheets aren't coming out. And then we hear, Oh wait, it was redrawn. Nope. There was some confusion. So in the redraw, when Allison went back to look at her, uh, what bank she was on, her name was no longer on the list. So uh, I don't quite know the specifics from there. So the first the first part where there was a redraw happened because we have to merge in uh, the people who get spots live right before the tournament starts and merge them into the list of people who already have spots. Um, and there was a one-off error in the merge, I think. And what ended up happening is like you'd have two of one person and none of another, and uh, things were bad. Um, and that turned out to be not too bad. We figured it out and regenerated the score sheets. But what happened to Allison, Andy, and Nate, Nate Adams was the third person. Okay. Um, they checked in on Wednesday um, at the pre-check over at Harris Grill. I don't know if you did that too, or can't remember. We did. But, yeah. uh, boy, that place, I, I want to eat there every year. <laughs> oh, we didn't eat there. We, uh, we went and rented a car and drove out to Ron's. That is a very good choice too. Yeah. We'll, we'll, talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that. And, uh, ah, God, that place is just overwhelming and yes. in a good way. Yeah. But um, they, uh, for whatever reason, they checked in at Harris Grill and uh, the system did not process it correctly. So it acted as though they hadn't. And then when Thursday morning came, we're like, well, these people didn't show up and they never checked in. So boop, kick them out as it does. Um, and unfortunately, that was uh, really nasty to them because it wasn't their fault. I don't know who it wasn't really anybody's fault. But it was then something that we just had to figure out how to deal with. And but it showed them on the first draw. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because Allison went to her bank of games, like went to the website, found her name, clicked on it, saw what bank she was on, and reported to her games. Well, that stinks even worse then. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then it's like, oh, they got redrawn. So she went to go click on her name again, but then her name wasn't there. <laughs> She got poofed. Yeah. Ooh. Well, right? in that case, uh, good thing we fixed it, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Um, sort of. 
but by the time we were able to to recognize that they were they that they were screwed over like that, every all other eight hundred forty people were having a good old time playing round one. So the only thing we could do is to put the three of them in their own group, as sucky as it is, yeah, and then um, redraw them into round two correctly. Uh, and the software from Kevin Martin was able to handle this. I'm not really sure how because it was never designed. For other numbers bigger than that, uh, but it worked, and so there were 843 players. Wow! Um, so that means next year we'll be ready for as many as 844 players, and <laughs> <laughs> we can be the largest tournament ever held yet again. <laughs> well, I was wondering about that. I was like, why not pull another person in and make it a four person? Oh, because everyone who is already there waiting has left because they didn't get in. Oh, that's there's some tragedy there too. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a few not great, sorry Todd stories. <laughs> oh, poor Todd. I know. So bad. I know uh, you're I know you're very tall and we can all see you, but you still have to check in, buddy. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, it's from what I heard, it sounded like he thought he had done the things he needed to do, which, yeah, mm. uh, unfortunate, but when you look at the number of people who are playing and you look at the number of mishaps, right, it's a low percentage. Yeah. And I, I have to, I mean, you, you know, some of these things, um, but whenever there are mishaps, I really take them hard because yeah. I want this to run as perfectly as it can. And I always talk about Pinberg as like running a giant wedding, except that everybody brings money and expects to get money back as a part of their wedding. And uh, it just never runs perfectly. You, you're going to see all the things, but I get to see all the things that went wrong. Right. And from my perspective, everything was shit. Like just over, <laughs> oh, no. over like this sucked and this sucked and this sucked and this was really nasty. And um. I know that the world doesn't see that, but it also, I think that's one of the reasons why we run, we run such a great event yeah. is that we care enough about those little aspects to try and keep improving them and to never really be satisfied with how it's going. Right. And, you know, I think that's part of being a successful event planner is that you absorb all of those things and it never makes it to like your quote unquote guests yeah. or the people who are participating in your events. Yeah. So And like yeah, ninety ninety nine percent of people there wouldn't have a clue of what, what goes on behind the scenes and what you what's what spot fires you put out and things you've handled over that weekend. Which is again what makes what makes it such a great event and a great operator. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so having a little more perspective later, like I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it was pretty good, but <laughs> while running it, oh my god, <laughs> right. Um, were there any other? I know I, I semi roped you into hopping on to to say hello. <laughs> uh, were there any other highlights for you or things that you're taking into next year before we uh, before we let you go? I think that one of the things that I would want to do next year, aside from our intent to uh, to have it go grow to 1,000 players for next yeah. year. What? That will require us to acquire or uh, borrow many more pinball machines than we have. How many more? Uh, but it can happen. It's three people per, per machine. So we need about 50 or 60 new machines 
to grow the event to that size. Uh, we also need new tournament directors and techs, but we have those. You may have noticed that the tech and TD response rate was really fast this year. Yeah. We hired new techs and TDs this year instead of waiting for next year. And that means all those people who are new, new techs, they were fantastic. The techs were outstanding this year. The TD work, the TDs we hired and brought on were outstanding. Uh, so that I don't expect to be any kind of difficulty getting the machines. Well, I, I don't even know how that happens. So fortunately that's not my job. Magic. <laughs> Magic. We already have magic. We need a trident, right? We need tridents. We need uh, we need more weird games. Agreed. But, uh, that's all right. We will get them. We'll get sixty more weird games. Um, I think that I would also like to be much more specific about the player expectations around like how to hit what people hitting machines and like what is or isn't acceptable. Because, like, after the fact, we hear, about, okay, this person slammed this machine or coffin dropped this game or did this. And, like, none of us saw that. So we couldn't, like, call them out or yellow card them or uh, where it was happening. The same person was doing it multiple times. Is that what that's called? Coffin dropping? It's when you, like... When you lift the front of the machine and lift the front of the machine let it and fall? Let it fall. Oh, those guys are jerks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, you, if you've done that and you're listening to this, you're a jerk. Yeah. You're being a total, totally awful person to the machine and to the event and to the other players around you. And um, we've heard some instances of like people going to Pinburg and then coming back with bad habits about how to treat machines. Oh. I, I mean, I was in a group with someone who kind of, you know, they tilted out every machine. They weren't, you know, they weren't lifting the machines, but they were just, they were playing heavy handed and being, you know, a bit, a bit rough around the edges with them, you know, tilted out, tilted out, tilted out. And then our last game in the bank was an EM and he was playing it the same way that he had been playing no fear. And I was like, well, that's not going to end well. And it didn't. And he tilted through and we had to like chase him down to get him to sign off on the fact that he got DQ'd out of that game. But it's like, you should know, like, don't act surprised that that happened. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess, uh, I mean, you get, you, you end up getting like, I don't understand how that happens. Is it people who aren't comfortable with the games that just don't know how to play EMs or. I don't know. I mean, he, he did really well on no fear, like modern games. He played well and he might have played well if he gave it a chance on the EM. I don't know. Well, and that was, that was already kind of a, a confusing bank for us because we were on the one that was on the end where it was two games on one side and two games on the other side. Yeah, that that was uh, not my favorite. <laughs> well, it was weird because we thought the games played in order. Like, normally you go left to right, and that's how you play your games. Mm-hmm. But apparently they went backwards or 
on each side they played differently <laughs> like on one side you move left to right on the other side you move right to left yeah unfortunately i i didn't notice that <laughs> when i was going through and play testing and then afterwards like oh yeah this is this is no good and that, yeah that was the one with um that was also like the one with the poker tour or something like that or i it can't was one with congo in it but congo was broken so i didn't get to play it but um and that's why we had to play no fear but the group that was playing on the game after us, which I guess was the game that we played on because we went left to right instead of right to left, <laughs> got like one of the guys got really annoyed with us and like wouldn't stop giving us shit for playing the game out of order. And we're just like, like very genuinely apologetic, like, sorry, you know, we went left to right we had no idea that that wasn't the way that's the way on every other bank and he's like it's on the sheet i was like okay we're very sorry we're on ball three like we're literally (laughs) almost done with this game and he just wouldn't let it go and i'm like "Ah, i have to let this go i have to walk away from this it's it's a serious business this pinball you know it's so serious Super, super, super duper serious pinball business. Super serious. Um, I I appreciate how my request to have TX Sector uh, bumped up in volume was uh, listened to this year. You're welcome. Uh, Thank you, thank you. Because I can can attest to that personally. (laughs) No matter what game you were playing, you could still hear. (laughs) Background. Dragon. Dragon was still at max volume. Um. And, and uh, then, then on then on Saturday evening, uh, another game was turned up to max volume. <laughs> what game was that? I don't remember another one being terribly loud. Jimmy, do you remember a game being really loud on Saturday? Is that when we were playing? <laughs> <laughs> Just like a word echoing through your mind over and over again. Maybe a song. Maybe a number. Maybe some feathers uh, flying around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. there it is. More than a thousand. Less than a billion. Yeah. Our little chicken friend. <laughs> and I love that guy. I need that. I need that song ringing through the halls of Netherworld ASAP. That's, um, you know, I. I knew the song was gonna was gonna be cool. I had no idea about the million. I had just no yeah. idea. Yeah, that that was a, that that was gonna yeah. be a thing. Uh, but it was a huge thing. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's so loud! <laughs> yes, right. Everyone's looking around like, what game? Dude, what the heck is that? And by the fifth time, I was like, yeah, what the fuck <laughs> is that? And then when we were at uh, Logan Arcade for the Flip Frenzy, I was talking to Crystal and she was like, I feel like there's a game here that says million. And I was like, oh, it's Dr. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely Dr. Dude. Not not quite the same ring to it. Yeah, you cracked me up during the uh, whipped final. Because it happened while you were commentating, and you made some you made some notes about it. Did I? Here's someone, someone back there seems to be playing class of eighteen twelve. Fancy hats. Oh man, no, that was that was a great time. Well, thank you so much for everything that you do to help Pinburg run as smoothly yeah, as it incredible. does. Um, you know, 
you may have, you know, been feeling like everything was on fire, but that definitely was not um, what we all were experiencing as players. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. It's just, it's a wonderful opportunity to be able to build this for the community. And uh, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep doing this. People ask me every year, like, when are you going to stop doing this and play? Like, forget it. No, no, this is my baby. Yeah. Totally. Well, uh, we will be back next year, right, Jimmy? <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm just going to edit. I'm going to edit the question mark at the end of your <laughs> yeah, sentence. Oh, there'll be someone there from the make it sound way more definitive. I'm lucky enough to be me. I hope so. Uh, we're going to need to be, build a second Pinberg and yeah. Aussie and uh, make it happen. We're getting close. I'm going to go for 200 players for Masters next year. So, yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Just look like a great event. It's like seeing... seeing the way it was run and the attitudes of the players yeah. flip frenzy too, but, but everything seemed to really be fun and enjoyable and well, well, yeah, built. we had a, we were so. lucked out with the it venue and yeah, the, you know, it's the same as Pinberg. You see people you don't get to see all the time. So the atmosphere is high and everyone's, everyone's pretty excited. So uh, hopefully we can build on that. Maybe I've already got a few bigger venues in mind. So again, we're the same problem as you. If we can get the machines, I feel like we can get the people. So that's the that's the biggest right. barrier, really. Yeah, and then getting more machines usually it means getting machines in in worse yeah. condition. <laughs> having to do more to them to yeah. get them ready, and that I mean that's like the part where people get those games ready to go in, in great tournament condition. That's the part that I am uh, so 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 happy with that. There's a team of people at uh, Papa. Who, who can do that? Uh, I I have no idea how they do it. Mm. It's incredible to get that many games in that good yeah, shape. Yeah, and I, I found like I think I said to you on our stream the other morning. I just found all the machines, all the tilts were very even. The machines were all very fair. I didn't find any, many variables, which I often find in events. I found it was pretty steady mm -hmm. across across the entire weekend, which is amazing. That that's a talent. I fucked up by failing to remove the in-lane posts from the backup World Poker Tour machine. <laughs> was that the... Oh, is that the one that <laughs> took forever? And then the backup, the backup World Poker Tour machine got moved in to replace the regular World yeah. Poker Tour machine yeah. when it broke down. And then, uh -oh. and then uh, Andy Rosa and Andre Masenkov yeah. got put on it. <laughs> How long did that game run? It was uh, at yeah. least an hour. Wow, yeah, I've done similar yeah. things. We had, and that, um, we invoked, we invoked the, nu the nuclear option. Yeah, I thought that was actually really good to watch. I've never yeah. seen that ruling applied, so that was pretty interesting to watch. You guys did that really well. The rule, the rule we've never yeah, had to yeah. use before, yeah. which is to just be able to, to walk up to somebody and tell them that they win and and shut up and stop playing. You beat it already. <laughs> Go stop, please. <laughs> Uh, so at what point was that? It was a hundred million yeah. on World Poker Tour. Wow! And then Andy Rosa proceeded to then also put up a hundred million in the same game, and uh, we had to white flag him too. Um, and so what happens point points wise? They uh, they each got three for that game, so it was three three one zero for that game. Oh, interesting. Yep, and a unique thing that. 
it, it doesn't screw up the whole world, but it's just, it's better to do that yeah. than to wait another 40 minutes. Right. Because everyone else was pretty well done <laughs> by that point. I was, uh, I was mostly just uh, playing random playlist songs <laughs> up at the front at that point, yeah. trying to kill time and keep everybody interested. Yeah. That's, yeah, that was definitely one of those times where you're looking around like, are we, are we supposed to play now? I, <laughs> I made a no, simple mistake at ACS a couple of years ago. No one told me that the tilt bob had been removed from Indiana Jones at the end of qualifying. And then I left that machine in for the finals and Richard Rhodes. And I think it was Mark Bell. Yeah. We're about an hour deep into that game. And I was like, okay, that was definitely a mistake. They were just grabbing the, um, the gun handle to get that ball back into play from that left, from that right lane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Over and over and over and over. <laughs> the only, the only time I've made a worse mistake and said, I mean, that wasn't even a big mistake was uh, a one year for Papa circuit final. We accidentally set the specials as extra balls and uh, and people were earning specials for globe letters also on the hard. Oh no! And the globe letters were set to go right across, like not randomly. They oh no! <laughs> oh no! Every five shots became an extra ball. <laughs> <laughs> and you have you have players like you have players getting to spell glob, and then they would drain on purpose. <laughs> Because they could plunge their next ball and just go into the wow. saucer and finish globe. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, oh <laughs> god, no! <laughs> uh, that is on. That is on YouTube if you want to watch that game. Oh my gosh! Embarrassment. There were very few of those kinds of problems. There were just so many, so many fun games. The finals were great to watch. The the, I was so happy seeing how well whipped, came off. Yeah. Uh, with the the way, I mean, you you were one of the tournament directors for whipped. You and the others did such a great job, uh, and uh, the the play and commentary for that final was excellent as well. It was so cool. Thanks. Yeah, Kate did an amazing job getting that all together. I was really happy to help out she's like you know you can play next year if you want and i was like i'm really happy TDing so that other people can play because this is so much fun to help facilitate and i don't know everyone seemed to have a wonderful time so i'm happy to to help her make that happen and execute that vision so really really pleased with with how that went um and i'm gonna have her on for a very specific whipped recap as well so uh, yeah that was that was fantastic so help thanks for your uh, help and support in making that run as smoothly as it did as well anytime you all right bowen thank you for joining us we're gonna hop Hello. back on our little uh road trip adventure. yeah I'll hear about the rest of it uh, online, I'm sure. And uh, Jimmy, it's, uh, it was great to get to meet you at Pinburg this year. Yes, you too, um, mate. Yes, hopefully we get to see each other a bit more often. Yeah, sure. Sweet. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening, Bowen. Thanks for joining us. 
All right, Lovely. special surprise guest. That was a nice surprise. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm like, we might have someone join us. <laughs> no, that was very cool. Ooh. All right. Uh, it was lovely getting to hang out with hang out with Bowen at Pinberg, and it's amazing how much is going on. But he still had time to stop and have a chat, which yeah, for the for the amount of it must have been on his mind, especially when some of the things that were worrying him were going on. Pretty incredible. Definitely. I mean, when you look at what mm. what goes into running an event, you know of that magnitude. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like you're being pulled in a million different directions at once. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. Pulled it off quite well as per usual. So, um, yeah. before we even got to Pinburg, we, I know we briefly just when we were chatting with Bowen, we did our, you know, landed from the airport, did our check-in first at the Airbnb. Well, we had linked up with um, my friend Alan from Seattle. He met us in Chicago at the airport and we were on the second, uh, well, third leg of our flight, second leg of his flight. (laughs) Because we did Brisbane to LA, LA to Chicago, Chicago to Pittsburgh. Mm. It's a lot of flights. Yes, remember that all very dearly. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of flights. Um, The first flight, which was the longest, was not even the worst. No, the the flight um, from both flights, my LA flights were an absolute dream compared to LA to Chicago. Yeah, that one, that one's tough because you're in the, you know, the seats are a lot smaller. There's a man, a lot more cramped, and that four hours is just kind of pushing the limit of your patience in that kind of seat. I reckon. Yeah, that was the worst of the flights for sure. Because at least on the Pittsburgh leg, once you're off the plane, you're done. Yeah, yeah. LA to Chicago, it's like, okay, we've just done this for ages. Now we're on a much more cramped plane, still for a decent chunk of time. And then we need to go do this again. So (laughs) it was, it was miserable in a lot of ways. Um, But we made it. We got there. We uh, hightailed it over to the Airbnb. And then we had a little bit of downtime, right, on Tuesday before we went to uh, to pick up because we checked no, in on Wednesday. Yeah, at the um, grill. Yep. The pre-checking for Pinburg, you mean, yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, we did that. We got breakfast. We did that. We rented a car. Yes. Uh, and with that car... <laughs> we decided to go over to the Silver Ball Country Club. Woohoo! Ron's house. That was a wonderful, wonderful decision. I had been trying so hard to make that happen. I was like, I have to be able to do this because I've seen pictures previously. If yep. anyone has been there or has heard uh, the legend of the Silver Ball Country Club, <laughs> it is. It defies description. I I really have no idea. (laughs) It's like several buildings and three stories worth of just madness. Yeah, mayhem and wonderfulness. Oh, so great. So many games. So many games that you'll never see anywhere else. Yeah. Just, I mean, collector's paradise. Just fun old theme park uh, bits from theme park attractions or signage or 
everywhere you turn, there was like a whole collection of like theme park characters' heads. Just what was the theme park that he got a lot of that from that had shut down? Kennywood. Oh, there you go. Well done. Yeah, because he's got the whammy bar neon out the front and stuff like that. Yeah, he has like the original like "Welcome to Kennywood" sign yeah. from nineteen thirty four or something. Just craziness. Uh, rad. It's bonkers and wonderful. Like when we drove up to it, <laughs> we're like, "Is this?" <laughs> First, we drove by the little road yeah. that you need to go down. The little bridge, the little one way bridge that you're gonna cross. Yeah, single car bridge that we did not know if our we got like an SUV. We didn't know if it was gonna make it over. But it did. Uh, you could almost hear banjos playing, like, in the distance. It was very, like, heavily wooded. Yeah. Definitely didn't winding, seem like we were supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a Sasquatch that greeted us. Yep. All kinds of... Um, Spinning wheel in the little pond there, and then you got the whammy. Then you see the, then the house comes mm-hmm. into view and the whammy sign, and there's an old Pizza Hut sign in that front. Mm-hmm little shack yeah pinball parking only just like crazy little outdoor veranda with all these big statues and stuff on it even then you can't even like you look at the house you can't even predict what's going to be inside when you open the doors like it's well the house is beautiful like their house is beautiful and the other building is just like you see it from the outside and it's almost like you walk through a portal to another dimension when you go inside. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. You're greeted by these just giant Williams flippers yeah. mounted above you and it's just, your eyes don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. um, and all of the machines are in sections. So there was like the vampire section, the monster section, the space section, um, there was the jungle dinosaur section. <laughs> so many different places to go and cool games to play and just rad people hanging out, having a nice time. Yeah, um, met some lovely people. I think Al gave us a tour. Was it Al that gave us a tour first? Because Ron was out and about. Yep, and, yep. Um, yeah, after that little tour, I, I think I spent the first hour and a half just running, literally running from room to room because I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, all right, calm down. Let's do this section by section. And, uh, right. I reckon I would have played 30 plus games there that I'd never played before just in the time we were there. Oh, yeah. And that was where uh, I introduced you to Class of 1812. It was. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Must get. Just for the chicken now. song, which uh, yeah. <laughs> we discovered would soon be overshadowed by the million sound at Pinburg yeah. now. Yeah. Permeating yes. our memories forever. You would have thought Europe. something could could um, beat the chicken song, but something definitely that call out definitely did. Oh um, yeah, the chicken sound is just so amazing. <laughs> I will find myself singing it occasionally. I'm just like, yeah. what am I doing? What is wrong with yep. me? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, and the little loft where John Trudeau. Um, apparently lived for a short time, which yeah. yep. you know is not that's interesting yeah, and yep. not at all mildly disturbing. It's fine. Um, <laughs> that's fine. We'll skip over that. Yeah, but um, it has all of Trudeau's games there, and yeah, it's it's a little tribute area. Um, and then you walk outside and down across the bridge to go to the tiki bar over by the that's creek. Fine. It's just yeah. amazing. 
there was a hammock out there that if there weren't bugs, I would have lived in. Mm, um, definitely. I think you said they normally have a fountain operate, like a big fountain feature in the in the little river as well, but she wasn't running. Well, they have yeah. like a waterfall kind That's of thing, right. like wall yeah. of water that comes down around the little um, tiki hut area yeah. that was not working, which I guess we'll just have to go back when it's working. Yep, yeah, most definitely. And Ron was <laughs> lovely, man. We finally got to meet Ron. He was an absolute superstar. And yes, so and you got to play your first ever game of Safe Cracker. Yeah, and not only first game ever, and got the and got the lucky coin. Yes, you Obviously, did. It was rad. I haven't played a game since. I only played that one game. I'll, <laughs> I'll play it again. <laughs> well, that's it. You're done now. Yeah. Well, that first was good. First game, nice. get the coin. Yeah. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> but it was nice. I had you and Ron uh, kind of guiding me along, so that was awesome. That was great fun. Oh, yeah, and you got the quickest path into the safe. So you were yeah. like, when the board came up up top, we were just like, oh, we're like, you've got this. <laughs> as long as you don't hit anything real bad along the way, like, you only need, like, two or three rolls and you're in. Yeah, yeah. Which is what you did. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was a beautiful moment. Yeah. I have a photo of it. I'm just the look on your right face now. when we're like, it's going to roll down the glass. And you're like, what? <laughs> Like literally, no, it's gonna spit it out of the back class. What? Yep. yep. So cool. <laughs> so I was so excited for you that I forgot to get my camera out. Like I wish I could have <laughs> captured it, but just watching it happen. Yeah. It's so good. I think I was too excited. Uh, I definitely dropped the coin. I don't definitely didn't catch it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's that's okay. it's the, the first time you're gonna drop the coin. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get expert level at the Northwest show, uh, my friend Bill was playing, and we're just like, "Oh, how cool would it be if you like caught it in your pocket, like let it roll down, and like it hopped into your pocket?" So he, when he got it, he actually tried it, and I have it on video. Like he pulled it off. What? That's unreal. Down the glass <laughs> into his pocket. That is. <laughs> That's like the ultimate cool guy at the arcade Isn't move. It? Yeah. <laughs> Just do a look away, just turn away at the last second as well and just walk up. <laughs> All right, it wasn't quite that slick, but I still think it was pretty rad when that happened. But that's yeah, the other thing was... about Ron's place is I literally, because it's it's like a casino, you can't see any outside light. And I, <laughs> I honestly went, oh, we've been here a while. It's probably seven, maybe six or seven o'clock. And I looked at my phone and it was after 10. And I was yep. like, holy crap, we've got, how long is the drive? It was an hour and a bit, hour and a half drive? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man, we're we like, bounce. oh, we still have to drive back. <laughs> yeah, we <gotta> <laughs> Down a lot of roads with, I mean, there was no cell signal there. Yeah, that's so, right. So uh, we had to drive for a ways to actually get to cell signals. So I had loaded the map up before. Uh, we lost it, just kind of tried to save it so that yeah. I at least would have some directions on yep. the way back yep. so we wouldn't be stuck. But yeah, you're driving down just completely dark roads yep. um, and trying to, to feel your way back to the city. Pretty so yeah. but it was lovely. so much fun. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. And Ron's been lovely too. I've been Facebook friends with him since. He's made a couple of comments on things that we're up to, which is lovely. Yep. Yeah, we've been buds on there as well, which is mm. awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, well, 
while we were there, uh, my buddy Taylor from the Slippin' Podcast, he came with my buddy Ant, who was also uh, visiting from Australia, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. To be able to introduce you guys and flesh out our crew for the the week. (laughs) Yeah, Ant's absolutely lovely. So is Taylor, man, what a legend. Had a great time hanging with those guys over the weekend. Yeah, they are the best. That was so Mm. much fun. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, we had to be back at a somewhat decent hour because the next day was first morning of Pinburg. Yeah. (laughs) It's like Christmas. It really is. For pinball nerds. (laughs) (laughs) We're like so excited to like too excited to sleep. Like really just like, oh my gosh, it's it's here. It's happening. This is it. So great. Yeah. Um, how were you feeling going into day one? Uh, pretty good. I think I think we split up for breakfast, didn't we? So me and Scott just got breakfast around the corner, which was pretty cool. I actually ran into the Rage Tilt guys in the coffee shop, so that was nice to catch up with them because I'd been I'd ordered a few T-shirts off them. Because um, yep. Rage Tilt is Netherworld business name, so as soon as those guys came up, I gave them a shout out and said hello and bought a couple of T-shirts. <laughs> it was lovely. But yeah, like getting getting into Pinburg and uh hearing Bowen do the welcome speech, it's pretty um man, it gives you tingles, it's pretty exciting. That's like the moment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like knowing that everything is happening. Yeah. Yeah, Alan and I were at the Westin. Um so we had all stayed in the Airbnb the first night and then Alan and I's reservation started. So we had breakfast with aunt at the hotel and then you guys were coming from the Airbnb. That's why we were in different spots in the morning, but uh, met up there and the excitement was definitely uh, on high for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was just, and it's so great slash overwhelming running into everyone who I've met like at previous Pinbergs or friends of mine from like all over the place. Yeah. Um, and I was like trying to introduce you guys to everybody. I was like, you all need to know each other. Yeah, which thank you for that. Like getting to meet all the guys, like especially the vendors as well, getting to hang out with Rob from Double Danger and the guys from Tilt Cycle and whatnot. It was pretty cool getting to meet all of them because I've been watching their stuff for, for it feels like for a long time. So. Totally, yeah. And then there's a, was a few other Aussie guys we had to catch up. Mishy was about and a few other guys, so nice to find them and see how they were feeling definitely yeah and my um kind of base of operations all weekend was definitely out of the double danger booth hanging out with robert it was always awesome to hang out with him haven't seen him since the tacoma show which wasn't that long ago but um he's an amazing human always love getting to spend some time with him and been seeing dan over at tilt cycle and um you know just always great to catch up with and then um Zach was there from Tilt Hammer and all in this one little stretch. So I was like, this is the best place for me to be based. Yeah. And then if anyone ever needs anything, <laughs> yeah. like I brought some shirts and stuff for, for people and it's like, okay, you could grab them there. Yeah. So that was, that was nice to have that one. And we could always be like, okay, let's meet the, at the uh, booth. And we knew where we were going. Yeah. And we had our little. And I bought some sweet, sweet merch for the, all the staff at Neville. Oh, you did. A lot of them anyway. Um, if you guys have not. That's right. That uh, Vinny was wearing in the last stream. Yeah. 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 
yeah, if you guys haven't checked out, please do Double Danger, Tilt Cycle, Tilt Hammer. Those guys are all rad and have amazing stuff that you should spend your pinball monies on. Hopefully there might be a Netherworld uh, Double Danger collab t-shirt maybe. Yes. Love it. So talk to me about your day one actually playing Pinberg. Uh, day one was, uh, let me think, started, well, we had the redraw. We, luckily we hadn't started, but some of the groups around us had already started. And then we had that funny little redraw, which was sweet. I got, um, it didn't really make a difference because the first bank I was on, I didn't know any of the machines. And then the second bank I was on, I was, didn't know any <laughs> of the machines. That didn't really matter. Uh, but the first round was all right. I played against a young I'm not going to remember his name, but I think he's just on around the top 100 in the world, a 15-year-old. And him and his dad, I think, both played A-grade finals. Was it Colin um, or Escher? No. Or someone so. else that I don't know. Yeah. You can pull up all of your stuff, too. Uh, yeah, you can, too, actually. Um, yeah, you're right, I should. He was lovely, though. I mean, he, he and I played really well. I think we shared the points in that round, um, uh, which was good. I was feeling pretty confident after that round because he was a great player and we, we played pretty evenly. Nice. Uh, and then I had fourth round. I played – oh, sorry, pardon me. Second round, I only got four points. I played pretty poorly. Um, and So you got seven in the first. Um, yep. And you were on, let's see, you were on Avengers. Avengers, I know I got it first, yep. Hocus Pocus, Strange Science, and Asteroid Annie. Oh, man, that, that young boy I was playing with, that guy, he got four multi-balls on Strange Science in one what? ball. What? Yeah, so he locked, he locked 20 balls in one ball. That's insane. It's so hard to lock I those. <laughs> and if you can get and multi-ball then, on Strange Science, you it's twelve times playfield multiplier. You've pretty much won that I game. I know. Yeah. And then well I saw him like, all right, best I can do is get second. And then he left he left when he finally drained, he left four balls in the lock and I was next. And I'm like, sweet, I locked one ball and I'll probably jag second. So beautiful. Yeah. And I missed it, the guy after me missed it, and the guy after me missed it. So that kid again got another. Oh we, we all left the football there, and then he got it again. And he just, like, he did it so cleanly plunge, shot, shot, and he's into multi ball again. I'm like, man, that looked smooth. Why couldn't we do that? Um, <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a fun game, and I really, uh, I'm glad we got to play that. Yeah. Um, it's a weird one for sure. Um, yeah. So then you had. NBA, oh, I'm sorry, Centigrade 37, no, Time Machine, yeah. and Jungle Lord. Ooh, yeah, that was a pretty rough round from memory. Uh, and then even, well, I think, yeah, my next four rounds were pretty, pretty bad. Mm. So I think I just got a bit uh, a bit disheveled. I felt like I had good, a bit of bad luck in round two, had a stinking round three, and then I just couldn't shake it after that. So let's see, round three you had, is it Wheel of Fortune, Jungle Queen, Party Monsters, and Volcano? Yeah. And then... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know any of those. That Wheel of Fortune, that's a, geez, that's a strange game. Someone <laughs> said to me, like, 
when it's in the middle, <laughs> just leave it. It'll somehow get its way back onto the flippers, and it just kept doing it as well. It's such a strange yeah. center area there. Man, it's peculiar. <laughs> um, but having never played, I had no idea what to shoot. We all scored pretty well on that from there. Um, I think I played well on Volcano. I definitely got a multi-ball going on Volcano. Okay. and then uh, Which is pretty cool. So after that round, we had the lunch break. Do you feel like that helped you or to kind of shake, nah, shake nah. things off? Or? <laughs> no, no. Like at that stage, I had a bit of bad luck and I didn't know any of the machines, but I, um, like mentally, I think I was a little bit cooked by then. Yeah. I had a hard time shaking it. And then like, I'm just like, just give me some luck. Because I was seeing banks of machines that I knew really well. I'm like, oh man, if I just got that bank or that bank, I might be able to sh- just shake myself off. Um, but I didn't get any good draws. And then even I did, I can't think it was that day or the next day, I got uh, Funhouse was drawn into one of my banks. Yep. But I was so sh- I was so shot by then, I couldn't even remember how to play Funhouse. Oh. That's how mentally, <laughs> mentally gone I was. I was like, finally, a game that I know. And then I stood over it and I just drew a blank. And I'm like, I can't even remember what to hit. So, well, uh, your, so. your session five, round five, uh, on day one, you had Funhouse in there. You had Cactus Canyon, Liberty Bell, Funhouse, yeah. and Pinball Champ. Yeah. And you got I a six in that round. So. Yeah, I, I think I had I blew up Cactus Canyon. Nice. Uh, but that was ga- uh, yeah, I blew up Cactus Canyon. That was game one. And I'm like, right, I can, I can shake something off here. Yeah. Yeah, just got in my head a little bit some of that day. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's been more. A lot of us, you know, a lot of us have a similar skill set. It's just whether, it's just how calm it can be over the machine. Right. Definitely. Um, but, uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, but some of the other guys did really well. You and Q both had good days. Yeah, I, I felt like I was having a rough day, but it ended up... Um, just being kind of a dip in the morning. I, d- I don't think that I was yep. like mentally there enough. So my first round, originally I was called on a group that had like Circus Voltaire and stars and I was really excited. That's right. I did remember that. Yep. And then we got called off of that uh, and redrawn. Yeah, so it was Cirque Voltaire, Doodlebug, World Cup Soccer, and Stars. And I was excited to play all four of them. <laughs> and then I was like, nope, you yeah. don't actually get yeah. to do that. Um, so we got moved on to redrawn. So then I was on Spider-Man, High Hand, City Slicker, and Embryon. And I had never played City Slicker before. I don't know if I'd ever seen City Slicker before. Um and that Spider-Man screwed me up because I played a Spider-Man the day after that one that was set up completely differently. <laughs> I was so just flabbergasted when I had to play the second one. But um, I did really well on Embryon. Um, not well enough to catch the person who was ahead of me um, because one of the guys in our group, Joe, had a perfect round. So it's always kind of tough to go into (laughs) round one, day one, and someone in your group takes all the points. 
Like that was yeah. that was yeah. tough. Um, I got a. I managed to get a six, so I felt decent about that. Um, with him having gotten the twelve, because I'm like, well, I can't really do, you know, much better than this, I guess. Um, and I was in a group with Jane, my friend Jane from Chicago, which was tough. Um, Jane, who ended up winning Flip Frenzy, to fast forward a little oh, bit. Great. That yeah. Logan, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So it's always, you know, it's nice to play with people who you're friends with, but it's tough because it's like right out of the gate, you know, uh, everyone wants to do well. And she had a tough round, so that was hard because I was also trying to be like good friend, comforting, but also not wanting to be, uh, you know, like, oh, right, I'm doing better than you are right now because I wasn't doing much better, but it felt, you know, you feel that gap. It's hard. It's a hard way to start the day. Um, so then going into my second round, I, um, ended up getting a four, which sucked. Um, (laughs) it was a weird one for me. I was on Metallica, Nippet, Surf and Safari, and Cheetah. And we started out on Cheetah and there was a weird issue with the, like one of the banks of drop targets. Player one played, dropped down that bank, and then when player two went to go play, the bank wouldn't reset, and it just gave, like, 400 points or something. It's like, okay, well, the bank's not resetting, and the techs came over, and they're like, well, everyone has the same, same thing. And it's like, well, no, like, it's a variable point value when you're actually playing the game, and he got to knock it down for potentially max value. And now we don't get to knock it down at all. Um, so it was just kind of weird. The other players in my group, I think, were arguing it a little bit more because, I don't know, the TV is consulted and that's their decision and it sucks, but you keep playing. Um, yep. So it was just unfortunate. But then as soon as we were done playing it, they pulled it and started fixing it. And I was like, well, that means yeah. it's actually broken. <laughs> so then why? Uh, so it was, it was a little frustrating. Especially, I love Cheetah, so it was a weird, it was a weird game. Um, I had a tie game on Nippet. That's right. Heidi I saw a few I, tie games over the weekend. Yeah, Heidi and I had a full-on tie game, and then we had to have a playoff, yeah. um, which I ended up winning. One ball playoff. Or the full one game? ball. Well, one game. Yeah. One game. One ball. Okay. One ball. It was one ball on Nippet. Yeah. 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 Um. And I ended up doing really well on that, which I needed because, man, I super sucked the rest of that round. I only got four points. So three of them were that nip it game. Um, and she had a killer round, so she got nine points out of that one. She did really well. And then uh, my third group was exciting because uh, Oren Day was in my group. And anytime I get to see Oren is uh, a great day. So have enjoyed playing with him um the past two pinbergs and seeing him and hanging out and getting some games in so it was great to see his name pop up um there so that was arabian nights yukon motor show and black pyramid um and arabian nights i like black pyramid i love uh motor show i had never seen before (laughs) which one was that one was that the one with the weird handles or is that yep it was like it this is, right? giant black, black game with these weird yeah. handles and the flipper buttons <laughs> yeah, were so strange. Yeah. They were like so these like 
oblong like just weird flippers and yeah. it was like a it was an old tv monitor screen <laughs> i really don't know how to explain that game uh but i'd never seen it before and they had two of them there so that was interesting um but yeah that was that was an interesting bank for sure and managed to squeak out seven points on that one so that lifted me a little little bit and then we went for dinner and when we came back i was just like in a much better headspace because yeah. i get to spend some time with friends and and reset um so after dinner i had to play wrestlemania uh time zone hoops and andromeda i love andromeda yeah. um and i got eight points out of that round and then my last round of the day um was well, this is, I think this one changed because, yeah. Okay. So it was Congo, which ended up getting pulled out, I guess, after the first day um, where I had to play No Fear was the one that got subbed in. Uh, yeah. Pat Hand, High Speed, and Buck Rogers. Yeah. And I really liked Buck Rogers. I enjoy High Speed. It was set up really tough there. Um, Pat Hand you know, is good. Fine. I was excited to play Congo, but it was busted. Not as excited to play no fear. That's the round with the guy who, um, had tilted out, which was unfortunate. Um, but I had a really good round that round and got nine points. So I think that put me in a, in a good space for the next day. Um, yeah, so that's, be qualifying for me out of those results so that was it was good but at the same time (laughs) i was 32nd seed in b going into day two um but then i (laughs) i had a horrible horrible first round that day so you know we get to have fun and hang out and do all the things after the day's over and that's the stuff that i really love is like getting to just chill out and play some casual games with you guys have some food talk to some people like those are the really fun times in between all the craziness the craziness is still fun but um that's what i was really looking forward to for sure and pittsburgh's an awesome city man i had a great time there yeah very, very cool place yeah. How were you feeling um, going into day two after after you had day one? Pretty bad. <laughs> I really Behind wasn't. you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't feel like I was getting any luck. I didn't play well at the Masters either the, week, the weekend before. So I was just in a slump. I couldn't get out of it. So I, I spent most of the day following uh, Hugh, really, to see how Hugh was going. And Hugh was just killing it, so... Um, I was kind of playing my ball yeah. and finding Hugh to see what he was up to because he literally, he just couldn't, he couldn't lose the ball if he tried. He was playing so well. So um, I think he had yeah. a qualifying fourth or something, didn't he, in B? It was something stupid. It was insane. So, yeah, I can pull, I'll pull up his after. I'm going like to quick finish running ours down. So you had, I'm just peeking to see who you were playing with on day two you had a weird end to day two yeah i played a two-player group 
Is that right? Yeah, I did. Me and Andy. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that was great. Uh, well, How the heck like, did that happen? <laughs> well, with the three play, we were pretty much at the bottom of. Look at us. We were seated 157 and 59 out of 170 people in D. So we were pretty low. And the third, we were only a group of three anyway, and the third guy didn't show up. So. Um, oh my gosh, that's so rough. Yeah, me and Andy had a bloody sweet time. And then Andy ended up coming to Chicago on um, the Wednesday night for the Flip Frenzy. So that was absolutely lovely. We had an awesome time together. Nice. So, yeah. oh, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, he was a legend. So uh, the group around us, I think Zach Sharp uh, would have been Zach or Josh. He would have been playing around me. I think it was Zach. Zach was playing around us and they were. We are all having a pretty good time at the end of the weekend. So, uh, And then Hugh was playing just to bank over from me, so I was keeping an eye on him because he was uh, obviously pushing for a good final round. He ended up getting two buys, I think, on the next day. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good fun that last round. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, we, yeah so... I, I nearly considered just sharing the points with Andy then. I was like, should we just take a couple each? But he... <laughs> We'll just take two wins That's each. not how it goes. I know, I That's it. not how you do that. But we were both, so you and we both had nine and he day. got three. Yeah, we both had such a terrible day on it. Well, that's how the last, all my last three rounds, pretty much everyone I met was just, I'm like, how are you guys doing? They're like, it's been rough. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it has. That's, that's but that's usually when you can just like relax because you're just like none of this actually yeah. matters for stuff no, exactly. anymore. No, I met some really nice people. Yeah. That I think uh, you would probably know Jessica Kent. I think I played in the ninth. Yep. I think she ended yeah. up coming on Wednesday, so I was just yeah chatting about the trip and had a met some really lovely people who ended up coming to Wednesday at Chicago, so that worked out really well. Nice. Lovely time. Yeah, my my day two was no picnic for sure. Yeah. Um, I went in seated thirty two and B. Um, was in a group with my friend Sven from Texas yeah. and uh, Thomas from Portland, and oh my gosh, it was such a mess. Like I just could not could not get it together um at all we had to play big buck hunter which was the only game i won just to show you how terrible this went (laughs) um lady luck t2 and viking and i love viking Mm. it was not the lady luck that i normally love and play it was the em lady luck and ended up breaking and we had to go play something else but um it's funny because Fen and I actually like played a bunch of Viking games after Pinburg last year because we love that machine. Um, but yeah, I just could not get anything going. So I got four points my first round and moved from 32nd seed to 108th and I yeah. couldn't recover yeah. after that. Yeah. So um, after that, I was on let's see, Junkyard, Fireball, Class of 1812 yeah. and Medusa. um so that was uh not much better for me sadly so i got five points out of that round uh went from 108th to 107th (laughs) just i just couldn't i couldn't do it um then i got to play probably my favorite bank that i played the whole weekend uh even though it had the worst spider-man so it had the spider-man that was terrible It had Rogo, 
Atlantis, and Scorpion. And Rogo, I know a lot of people don't like Rogo, but Rogo is like one of my favorite Pinberg discoveries. I genuinely really love that game. Um, So I rolled it on ball one. Nice. And one of the guys in my group was like, so that's the kind of round this is going to (laughs) be. Um, and then I rolled it a second time on ball two. So I felt really, really good in that round. I had eight points coming out of it. So that was, uh, my highlight for that day. Then we went, I think that's the day we went and got meatballs. So meatball place, veggie balls. Yeah. It's like, where can we find a place that will seat all of us? Cause we had a nice big group, uh, with Alan there and Bowen and, uh, just trying to get everyone in and fed and managed to work a little bit of table magic to get us in there um yeah and then coming back after dinner um let's see oh i will say on my um class of 1812 group is when i met ed who is visiting from uh denmark and he was doing a little road trip um, across the states after Pinburg, and I was like, "Oh, you should just come to Chicago on the Wednesday and come play in this." And he actually yep. did. <laughs> so that was yeah. rad. Um, he's a super cool guy, and he had like a whole little Facebook group going of his adventures, which was really cool to see where he was. Um, so we hung out with him there, and then actually ended up seeing him again in Chicago before we left. So um, then I had to play. X-Men, Miss O, Police Force, and Firepower. I normally love Firepower. I did not have a great go of that group, so I got six. Um, And then my last group um, had my friend Eric from Portland, who was in it with me, Eric Hill. Um, And I came away with seven points out of that one. It was uh, Eric and Nick both had six points. And then our fourth, Brad, was like, wouldn't it be great if we all had six? And then I had to win the <laughs> game and then I got seven and he got five. I was like, sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to screw that up for you. Um, didn't end up mattering. I did not qualify to play in B. Even with a perfect round? Unlike, um, I probably, I probably could, well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm bad with all of yeah. the the number stuff. It probably would have been close, but um but yeah my graph looked real bad and then like i just couldn't the dip i just couldn't improve off of that um and then let's see so hugh was he just spiked early um so we were all the three of us we were all restricted d or above um and then going into day two, he was 68th seed in B. Um, and then he ended up, I know on his last group, he was eighth oh seed in B. Um, and then he took that round with an 11. So let's see. The Pinberg site has a lot of interesting, like the graphs are always really interesting to look at. It's like, yeah you you very clearly know like where where you're going so all right qualified 
for B. Yep, so Hugh was qualified um, fourth for B division going into finals. So he did get two buys, which it's hard to tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing um, because other players get a couple of games to actually play through and warm up and stuff. So um, difficult to say, but... um, I know Barb's ended up playing through E division um, when he was with his Pinberg experience, like just coming in. This is his first really major tournament and not having yeah, played a ton of pinball going into it. Yeah. Uh, he played really well. He's, he's a, you know, he's good at understanding his abilities. So trying to find a nice, as nice, um, way to break down the the table and the flow and just find a couple of shots he's he's comfortable hitting and he'll just do that over and over. Uh, he seemed to have a pretty fun weekend. Every time I saw him, he was having a pretty pretty good time. Definitely, yeah. He yeah. can just find people and meet them and talk to them for about anything for ages. <laughs> it was just, okay. We just turn around and it's like a game of where's Hugh? Uh, <laughs> just keeping track of him and... Um, yeah. I know Alan played through into C division. So that was kind of our little, uh, our little crew that we were keeping tabs with. Um, Yeah, no, it was um, an amazing, crazy, crazy journey that we were on. Um, And landed in the E division also. Um, Yep. So, yeah, we had a little group that we created to, like, ask each other questions about games or, hey, you played this, how's it playing kind of thing. And it was nice just to be able to check in, even if I didn't need to ask you guys a question, just be like, hey, guys, hope everyone's doing well. Uh, (laughs) And when, you know, you see friends are on a bank near you or, you know, close by just to be able to go and say, hey, um, my friend Connor, who you know as well, was was there, and um, we had this little thing where if we saw each other and we weren't having the best time, we just like remind each other to have a nice time, or like do a weird <laughs> yeah. little dance at each other, and just kind of be like, okay, remember this is supposed to be fun. Like, let's all yeah. just have a nice time. So, um, yeah, it was it was definitely amazing every year that i do penberg the experience is different but also it's always wonderful yeah. so you've progressed really well haven't you this year you've played last year you played c finals is that right yeah so my first year yeah. i was d division and didn't qualify last yeah. year i made semifinals in c and then this year i qualified b but didn't make it into finals so um Better than last year. That's that's all I'm going for. Even if I end up one place better next year than I did this year, that's an improvement. So I'm just going for that. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, so yeah, and then we came back on the Saturday. Who was playing finals? So Hugh was playing in B. Mishy from Brisbane was playing in C. Was anyone else playing finals that we were at part of our group? No, I don't think so um let's see was no i don't think 
I don't think there was anyone else who was, although I could be yeah. forgetting things because my memory is terrible and there are yeah. so many people. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I come around and watched Mishy. Mishy played, I'm trying to remember the bank that he was on. He, he was straight up this huge, um, qualifying so high, had two buys. So, and then um, Hugh got to choose his bank of games. Yeah. Which, which ones did he end up choosing? Uh, we definitely overthought this. <laughs> and I know I know you wish he'd chosen the other bank with um Oh god. I know. Cool. I walked up and I was like, he should have played the Genesis bank. Genesis, yeah. Yeah. Because Genesis is super fun to play. <laughs> Isn't it? I wanna play it more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we played some games on that after everything had finished. I had a blast on it. Really good fun. Yeah. It's a bizarre one, but I like it. Yeah. Um, he played on, like, Last Action Hero. And I don't remember what else was in that bank, but I just remember it was it was rough sailing. Yeah, it was rough. I miss you kind of had the same thing. Just didn't get much luck. And uh, it was a tight group, obviously, a strong group. So, um yeah, they both got bundled out in, the, in their first rounds. Um, and then I think we just hung around. I don't think we went anywhere. Obviously, the other amazing thing about Pinburg is that there's, there's like there's 300 and something pinballs in the comp, but there's another 200 up the back in the public area, which is just astonishing, really, for for the you know the, what the effort it took us to get 40 machines together for Masters to see 500. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah um yeah i can't fun. overstate it's just the amount of work that goes into getting that all together yeah. and everything that they do to to put everything um in place for pinberg and then all the cleanup post pinberg is just yeah. crazy yeah. um and then i know on sunday um you guys had kind of a, a sleep in after yeah. a long night. I um, was TDing, as Bowen said earlier, the first ever women's international pinball tournament, yeah. whipped. That yeah. um, my friend Kate, who's been on the show before discussing it, um, had put together. And I was super happy to be a part of that. It went off without a hitch. It was just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, all of the women who were playing were just badasses like there were some great games um there was a big tiebreaker just like everyone was so in it and the spirit was so wonderful it was so positive um and then we had the finals after the intergalactic side tournament had finished um their finals on stage it was perfect timing and we had finals up on the stage and um i was in the commentary booth which was kind of a uh i was not expecting to be on camera kind of thing so i was a little bit weird um but went and did that and it was all it all just happened so fast because i was working on score entry and also tie break stuff just to figure out payouts and so i was like elbow deep in computer and paperwork stuff and they're just like finals we're doing commentary and i'm like oh, okay uh but i didn't know what games anyone was playing yet i didn't know um you know who was playing yet i was just i had a moment of like wait are the tie breaks over is this already done is this 
okay and then we're on camera so <laughs> I felt a little a little flustered just trying to get ready and um felt bad for not having more knowledge about the EM that was involved in the finals but um I don't know it was really fun being in the commentary booth with Elizabeth and Crystal and um getting to go and, and watch those ladies play these amazing games there's oh my gosh the uh, total nuclear annihilation game <laughs> that they played in finals was crazy and we had a crowd watching kind of like we did for um they did for finals for a division yeah. which were also super fun to sit and watch <laughs> oh my gosh they were. <laughs> um, if you guys haven't seen keith elwin playing harlem globetrotters and doing the little ball drop on the scissor flippers uh, go watch it 8 million times and listen to the crowd going crazy because you can probably <laughs> hear us in there losing it. Um, yeah, so that was that was absolutely amazing. And congrats to Nicole again. Um, she's out in New England and she won first place. She got Keith Elwin's personal Iron Maiden machine. Which that, that is the best prize ever. Right? Um, and she oh just God. posted on Facebook it was delivered and set up at her place, so she's got it. Yeah, just beaming. It was so rad. And uh, it was funny because Kate and Elizabeth and I are all standing there like watching and she wins and she comes down off the stage and she's just surrounded by this giant group of dudes who all just run in to like hug her and cheer her on and we're all there crying. <laughs> This is the best thing. It was just absolutely amazing to watch. She slayed it. She had that sealed up after two games. So it was, yeah, she absolutely um, was on fire. And it was really cool to watch all of those women play. They were all amazing. And I don't know, games were so tight and it'd be like, oh, this person has this commanding lead and then someone would just come back and it's like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, all right, now we're back in it. And <laughs> it was really exciting and really fun to to be a part of. So I will definitely be doing that again um, next year, TDing that. And um, I'm very, very proud of all of the work that Kate and Elizabeth and everyone did and I'm yeah. happy to have co-directed that with Crystal and Jade and um, yeah, just an amazing group of women, and I am excited to see it expand for next year. Same as Bowens says that he wants to see uh, Pinberg bump up to a thousand players. I I totally want to see Whipped move um, from sixty four to at least a hundred ladies playing in that. I'm like, we can do it. We can make this yeah. work. Um, that's just me saying that. I don't know if that's actually gonna happen, but it's like my little dream for it. So yeah. <laughs> Um, that was super exciting. And then it's like, okay, party's over. Like on Sunday, everything's kind of done. We get to play some last games. We had so many amazing stall ball games. Yeah, stall ball was king on the Saturday and Saturday night. Right? Yeah, Yeah. we started playing the very first night. We're like, oh, we need to play stall ball. And then we got like this group. I don't know how it happened. Like I kept talking about it and everyone's like, okay, we're playing. I was like, yeah, we're playing. And then we had this big group of people who wanted to play stall ball. And then it just, it was like spores were released into the air. At <laughs> pretty, pretty much. And everywhere, we had this... everywhere you went, people were talking about it. People were playing it. Yeah. yeah. It, was, um, it was nuts. Groups that we didn't had never seen before were playing it. 
right? Mm, like one yeah. person had played in the game that we threw and all of a sudden they had a group of their friends who yeah. were playing it and then we would like yeah. merge them all into these yeah. crazy games of Stallball. We had like 30 player games of Stallball. <laughs> um, and we have a website now. So if you if you are interested in uh, learning and preaching the gospel, it is stallball.club. That is a joint... Um, you know, we'll say Bell's Netherworld joints. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, how exactly we're going to categorize that one, but um, yeah, so I know that um, you and Barb's went and got that website together. Yep. Um, Barb's did no, that pretty much on the, the fly wrong. in the queue on playing Stallball on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was pretty rad. So, um, yeah, it was so much fun and people were so into it and that was great because it gave us like this activity, not that we needed more because yeah. there's so much going on, but it was like this crazy, awesome post Pinberg. Uh, good winding down, good relaxing, nice. Everyone's super social and chatty and it was perfect for that, that time of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it was spot on. I'd love to um, get in bones here and see about doing a thousand person flip frenzy on the Saturday night. Reckon you'll be up for that? <laughs> I've already uh, worked out how to do it. Uh, <laughs> Let me do it. <laughs> that would be insane. And like the, you know, get the playlist going. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, do we do we want to go into the rest of the trip? Do we want to do another mini sode that goes into the trip? What? Do you, how are you feeling? Not feeling pretty good. I still want to. I wanted to say how um, crazy it was watching the A grade finals. Like I've I've watched them before and heard the crowd, but actually sitting in the crowd with would you say a thousand people there, five hundred hanging about. Yeah, it was a huge crowd yeah. of people who were sitting or standing. Yeah. I think some people were there for a bit and then came, you know, went and played games and came back. Mm. But yeah, watching the Jose Great Finals and sitting down, it, it was it was unbelievable. It was super exciting. The crowd, you know, guys having chants, guys having beers, people bringing in food. Like the atmosphere was just crazy. And even just, you know, looking back at the – um, Masters finals where not not that it's any this is a bad thing but you could because the the action was so exciting and so intense you could hear a you could hear a pin drop um, but we did we did get excited when something amazing happened but you know at pin yeah. the crowd erupts with every just about every little moment that happens like every every well, I think... thing, every good hit incredible yeah. I think having the live commentary so that you could actually hear it was yeah. a huge part of that. Oh, I, I have meant to ask Bowen about that, but didn't, uh, haven't yet, okay. about um, the live commentary being played so that the players can actually hear it. Like, is that not considered yeah, coaching? I, I, I can't think who, I don't know if I spoke to uh, Jack about it, but... Firstly, I know that because the speakers were pointed at the crowd, you couldn't hear it very well there anyway. But I'm sure I heard what Jack or someone say that the, the kind of consensus ended up being that if if you say something that 
a guy on stage doesn't know about a machine, then he probably shouldn't be up there. So there's not like, <laughs> I think the consensus was there's probably nothing we can say that these four guys don't know anyway. So just say whatever you've got to say. But I, I didn't, they were obviously trying to be as um, general or as vague as they could with their commentary um, without it being boring. But yeah, I think this, the comment I heard was if, if they didn't know all the rules backwards, then something's wrong anyway. So yeah, let's just go for it. But I'm sure like with the crowd talking and being over the machine, the speakers pointing away from you, it probably, you probably wouldn't have even noticed it really. And the, the last thing interesting yeah it was one of those things where i was like like i think it was instrumental to the crowd reaction but yeah, i was curious yeah. about how that factors in with the actual players so yeah yeah all right well let's yeah. let's mark it that's our our little pinberg recap but that is oh. not the end of our adventure <laughs> <No it's not>. <laughs> <laughs> Because we. Yeah, oh, what's that? You broke up a little bit. Oh, that would have that would have just been the halfway mark. Right. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's crazy to think about. So from Masters mm. to Pinburg, and then on to Chicago. Chicago. Well, on to Chicago for like a half an hour, and then in the car out of Chicago. Oh, <laughs> For a cheeky three-hour drive. <laughs> so <laughs> while we were in Pittsburgh, I was working on um, trying to get us an invite to the Spooky Factory. Uh, because on the Monday that we were flying into Chicago also happened to be the day that uh, Jack Danger of Dead Flip was doing the gameplay reveal stream of Alice Cooper at Spooky. Yep. I was like, well, we should clearly be there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I uh, worked as much magic as was humanly possible. And there we go, on to Spooky. So we got to the airport, rented a car, <laughs> and drove to Benton, Wisconsin. Woo! <laughs> uh, huge thanks to Barb's for doing the driving. Yeah, I was about to say that. He was a very confident and very considerate driver there and back. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. We offered to, to take shifts, yeah. and he was good just trekking through, and I uh, did yeah. directions and kept our music going, yeah. so as to keep him awake. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we stopped and had some Chicago deep dish pizza so that you guys could experience the majesty of a whole lot of cheese. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right, and we got fried cheese curds. Yeah, that was great. I was definitely into those. They were beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then made the made the long drive, which wasn't that bad on the way there. The way back was a little rough, but um, on the way there, not terrible. Lots of corn, and we arrived at Spooky. <laughs> yeah, Benton, Wisconsin is kind of in the middle of not a lot of things. So we get there. It was super exciting to actually arrive there because. It had been just a day of like airports and driving and all of that. Yeah. After we had done tiki the night before, forgot to mention the tiki our last Ooh, last night, yeah. 
and we ended up at a pinball bar with a bunch of other uh, Pinberg people who were not ready for Pinberg to be over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we had a big night the night before, onto a plane, into a car, drive to Wisconsin, um, and then completely overwhelmed, running around like the chocolate factory, basically. Um, Pretty much, yeah. Oh, look at this! Look at that! Look at this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and NASA <laughs> thanks to Charlie for having us and yeah, uh, all the guys there just uh, Dino, Yancey, like everyone was so so nice and uh, Scott Denisi was there, had met Scott, it's funny because Robert at Double Danger was like Scott's here, he wants to say hi and I'm like I want to say hi and he's like okay let me figure out getting you two in the same place at the same times so or just like looking around for him and finally he's like Scott's here and I like run over uh, to actually meet him because I've spoken to Scott online and he's been great Um, but actually getting to meet him and have time talking to him like we were nerding out on a level that I really really appreciate when I can nerd out with someone on that level (laughs) Um, and I look forward to hanging out with him again at some point in time because he is just a fantastic human being I mean his game is amazing and he is an absolute riot to be right he's so great yeah yeah he's a funny funny yeah man. so really really lucky that we got to hang out with him there and um hear some stories and um you know told us a couple things about tna that maybe didn't know before and um kind of about yeah. the process and it's he's just fantastic and i'm so so um excited that we had that opportunity and um yeah, yeah, and he did the sounds. He's working on the sounds for Alice Cooper. Did did the sound effects? Yep. Yeah. Um, and is working on some stuff for the next game that they have coming out. So, really, really excited that um, they're utilizing him more and more at Spooky, and it wasn't just kind of um, a one game and done sort of deal. So, excited to see what he has coming uh, down the pipe, but. Uh, yeah, Jack was there getting stuff set up. The internet in the middle of cornfields, not as good as you would imagine. Oh, really? well, bad, yeah. <laughs> um, so there were a lot of internet troubles getting the stream going. The internet kept crashing, couldn't support the stream. Um, there was new code that was written and uploaded right before the stream started without, oh, uh, yeah. without a yeah. test beforehand of it being set up. I think it was tested, but not tested with all of the connections going into Jack's computer um, because it was splitting some display stuff. So it uh, caused something else. So it's a rough start. Um, Once we actually got things going and got playing, it was a lot of fun. Like it was really cool to actually get to play the game um, there with Charlie And, you know, Bowen and everybody just, you know, was into it. The music's cool. The theme is cool. Um, There are some really interesting shots on it. And, yeah, it was was a fun day for sure. We got to witness Bowen's little dance firsthand and sing off. That was pretty great. Right? I dragged Hugh into the background so we could do some backup dancing. That was gold. Absolutely beautiful. But that game is really good fun. A couple of really unique features, and um, pretty thrilled, pretty excited to see what Bowen's gonna bring to that game when it gets finished. Yeah, absolutely. And the artwork, man, the artwork on the cab is stunning. 
and cool. I got a couple of good close up shots of it. It's beautiful. Definitely, yeah, that cabinet art is yeah. beautiful. Mm. I don't remember who did the artwork. He's like a comic book guy. I looked it up and my memory is terrible, but um, yeah, I can find it again. But job. the art was great. Um, yeah. Any other things that you good impressions from the Spooky Factory? It was, I mean, it's a small operation, but it's a cool space that they're working in. Yeah, it's a very cool space. And just like, I guess, the, the family vibe that that business has going on there. And the way they're all, you know, they're all involved with every element, and um, they're a pretty neat little team. I, yeah, really enjoyed meeting them. Uh, like, you know, Charlie, I'm like, is there anything I can't look at? Like, can I take photos? And he's like, you can do whatever you want. Go for it. So it was pretty cool having a sticky right. around and all the different stations where they work on the machines. And um, yeah, it was very cool. Looks like a fun place to work, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um Jeff Zornow, I probably butchered his last name, is the artist on Alice Cooper. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you if you dig the art on there, definitely check him out. I, I looked him up after the initial release yep. came out. Yep. Um, and yeah, he does some, some really cool um, comic book type art stuff, a lot of monster stuff. Um, definitely in theme definitely. with the pinball machines. So, yeah. um, he's done some Godzilla art too, which may be how he knows Charlie. But um, yeah, yeah definitely they have a, a good choice. To, is there a they have a re-theme Godzilla there? I don't, I don't know much about what was going on down the back there. They do. It's yeah. Yeah, so I walked into that little back corner and I was like, oh, Godzilla. And I looked at the machine and I was like, what is... I was like, oh, it's Firepower too. And Bug was like, yep. Yeah. Sure is. Yeah. I was like, first guess, because it has that really interesting weird ramp that goes across the middle. Okay. And I knew it straight away because yeah. Alan has a firepower too in his basement and I play it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I would know that machine anywhere. But yeah, the Godzilla theme on it was really, really cool. Yeah. So I wish that Spooky was doing the Godzilla machine. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know if it's an actual fact or if it was just some kind of rumor that Stern got the Godzilla yeah. license. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. Because <laughs> if anyone in pinball should have the Godzilla license, it is Charlie. Yeah. Um, but he'll do a great job with any machine that he does there. So, yeah, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. I think we were all pretty tired by the end of that day yeah. um and we're ready to kind of hit the road and get back into chicago so um barbs once again whisked us um in our giant suv and we got back to chicago into our airbnb with a couple of snafus but you had friends in town I did, that yes. you went and met up That's with i snuck out for yep. a light beer with them Yep. Nice. And then we caught up with them most of the next day as we did a bit of a kind of a barcade tour the next day, pretty much. Um, trying to remember the spots we hit. We hit quite a few spots on that. That was the Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah, because we did. Yep. Yeah, because we did all of that on Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
So let's see. Did you go to Tuesday? Tuesday. I went to North Shore for breakfast and then went straight to uh, headquarters or HQ. Yep. Yep. That's right. And we couldn't get Hugh in. Ah, I couldn't get Hugh in. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. ID. Who'd have thought you need ID? Yeah, well, passports. Especially coming from Brisbane, where you need ID. But anyway, yes, passports always. Let's bring those passports. Yeah. And then you and I went over to FTW. FTW. Just to check yes. that crazy place out. <laughs> so there is actually uh, there is a very similar style arcade opening in Brisbane in a few weeks, just down the road from Netherwell. Pretty much, pretty much identical to an FTW. Okay. Style arcade. Yeah. Um, it's made by a, 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 a um, company that own a handful of kind of adult themed bowling alleys and mini golf courses. That'd be a, a very similar style, which is, you know, awesome for the valley. It won't really affect Netherworld because it's not, they're not going for our clientele anyway. Right. But that, you know, those huge, it's all redemption tickets. It's all, it's exactly like FTW, actually. Um, yeah, it was funny when we rolled up to FTW. I was like, I used to go to the movie theater here, like in yeah. the same building. It's like a movie theater and bowling, and then FTW is new since I lived. It's been ten years since I lived in Chicago, so uh, shouldn't be surprised that yeah. it was a lot of new stuff. But yeah, but yeah, that was. Are they a chain? Is FTW a chain across the country, or it's just a? I don't know. Local thing. I hadn't mm. heard of it before. Okay. Yeah. But wasn't it like uh, steampunk themed? That was a funny one. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was real weird. It was kind of a steampunk themed. Yeah. <laughs> this, one, this, this one in Brisbane is kind of the same, even in that aspect, which is weird. And yeah. the, um, the bar staff uh, are dressed like chimney sweeps, which is even weird. <laughs> <But anyway. laughs> we'll leave that. <laughs> It was really, really very strange. Yeah. I think I did, we didn't even have a beer, did we? We just took some, took a redemption or I took a swipe card and just played a handful of games. Um, yeah. Only had a couple of pinballs there from memory. Yep. Yeah. But, so we played, I think, a Medieval Madness game while we were there. Yep. But it was just good. To get I that in. Uh, we, we played a bunch of ticket games. Yeah. Which is cool. I definitely wanted to see the different styles of arcade bars while I was there. Obviously, I saw some, you know, some smaller ones where everything's on free play and then really classy ones like HQ and Logan and then that kind of really big bright lights redemption style one. So it was good to see different different styles, different takes on the arcade bar. Um, yeah. But definitely... The HQ and even more so the Logan Arcade, definitely my, my favourite style. Definitely suits us and more along the lines in the world. Yeah, that was definitely interesting. Um, Emporium was like the art was cool. Yeah. The setup was, um, it was way bigger. Like it felt like a big warehouse space kind of. Mm. Um, and that's where my friend John met up with us that night as well um, to get some games in. And then the next day was Logan. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Stern, uh, Stern Factory Tour in the morning. 
That's right. Yeah. We did so many things that I'm forgetting like <laughs> giant pieces of it. Wow. That's right. We drove out to the Stern factory. Hello. Yeah. Oh, and we did Galloping Ghost. Holy crap. We did so much that day. So we did, yeah, we drove an hour or oh, 40 minutes, I think, to, to the Logan, I mean, pardon me, to the Stern factory. Yep. Which was freaking amazing. I had an absolute blast. That's That's like... I don't know how to describe that. That's that's like, I don't know, seeing the seeing that sort of operation and how big it is and how how smoothly everything runs is pretty wild. Yeah, it was pretty clean. Yeah, it was really nice of Zach to show us around. Um, yeah, give us give us the full tour or as full as it could be, and that was right before <laughs> um right before the Deadpool announcement. I'm just like, where were they hiding? Yeah, them? It was like <laughs> it was like hours before the Deadpool announcement. As we as we were coming to a wrap, I'm like, so if I had really sharp eyes, would I have seen any clues for the next machine? And he's like, no, you wouldn't have seen, wouldn't have seen a thing. Yeah. God damn it. And he's like, there is no new machine anyway. The new stern machine is Iron Maiden. And then literally hours later, they they put out that little teaser video. Right. Yeah. It was that was yeah. crazy. Um, mm. but I guess that's why they schedule things the way that they do and they know exactly when <laughs> people are coming yeah. through. Um, and did he, did he say that they can like at full production or at maximum capacity, they can finish 50 machines a day? He did. Is that what he said? Yep. Oh my God, that is freaking insane. <laughs> yeah, it was. That is so crazy. Well, they have such a massive operation there. When you see all the games that were there just like waiting to be, you know, shipped yeah. out uh, to all the different countries that they were going to. Um, it was interesting because they have the, the play area kind of by the break um, break room. Yeah. And there's a big, big sign. And you were saying that, you know, everyone has to play 15 minutes of pinball a day and there were obviously a lot of people working there who were just like assembly line factory workers who yeah. don't care about playing pinball. And I'm like, Oh, this is sad because it's just a part of their job. And it's literally something on a checklist that they just need to check off. And nobody yeah. is like super invested in it because the people who yeah. are, are kind of, you know, behind closed doors as we walked past yeah. that we weren't allowed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, it was it was interesting to see it from a this is just like a manufacturing, you know, on the one side yeah, of things. Right. Yeah, that sort of volume, yeah. It's just uh, so the guys working on the line, it's just the same as any other production line they might have worked on. They're not really they're not thinking about the end product, they're just thinking about their little section and Yep. Doing that correct. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that was that was interesting to see and just kind of the way that they had everything set up and um yeah. It was cool. I think Zach called it the like the first line of defense, where every single little com like component that comes into the factory is checked um, piece by piece to make sure it's all you know it's all the correct shape, dimensions, weight, or whatever it might be for each part. Uh, which is pretty wild. The amount of you know how many did you say something like thirteen thousand parts per machine? Yeah, it was crazy. And then they had boxes of stuff that was like getting rejected oh because God. they check everything yeah. to send back yep. because nope, this is off by two millimeters or whatever, because that exactly. makes a massive difference when it goes into the machine. Yeah. So yeah. it was all, you know, definitely really cool to, to see how they have that set up there. Yeah. I had a blast. I had a very fun time there. It was very cool. Um, 
And then, yeah. What was it? Oh, then we went to Galloping Ghost, which... Um, was in, crazy. Oh, my gosh. So Doc Mack, the owner of that, was super, super polite, super friendly. He, we talked to him for like an hour and a half. It was almost two hours of like this personalized tour, and we didn't play a single game, (laughs) (laughs) which is terrible. Six hundred plus arcade games, and he's gonna have he's up like he's extending that space again, probably right now, uh, with plans for more. Man, that is that is insane he's super passionate he's got lots of beautiful ideas for competitive arcade gaming and um he's got so he's got a bit of passion for pinball as well so we had a handful of pinballs tucked away in the corner um, that's right caveman caveman that's right that's the one thing i did i played one ball on caveman as we were literally running out the door yeah i played one game of caveman because i had, <laughs> I had seen a video of it before yeah. And I was like, I have to play it. It's, yeah. it's one of those that has like a video game component and a pinball component to it. Yeah, yeah. So if you get it up into the top section, it drops into the play field and there's a little little tiny like CRT in there and you're, you're controlling the caveman through a maze with a little joystick yep. on the cross down, on the cross bar, on the lockdown bar. Freaking awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah, I know. Was... I know. Doc's looking at expanding his pinball section. So if he like, if he treats that the way he treats his arcades and kind of looks for the the weirder, more obscure titles, it'll definitely be worth a visit anytime you're in Chicago. I'd say. Oh yeah, absolutely. I yeah. am excited for what he ends up doing with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be fantastic when he gets that up and going. But Next he time, was just so nice. Yeah, he really was. Um, and next time we've got to put aside like an entire day to go there. Really. Right. <laughs> Six hundred games we played none. God, that's terrible. But you couldn't, you know. Doc was so so friendly. We had we just literally could have talked for hours. So pretty pretty great little stop that one. Yeah, we realized at a certain point we we're just like, oh oh, like we gotta go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that we could get back um, and get things set up for frenzy at Logan. Yeah. Um, yeah (laughs) which was overwhelming and amazing yeah that was cool so what have we got there about three i think or two i think we were aiming for two or three i think we got there and um the guys there were ready to rock and had you know we're up to just asking whatever we needed so we got set up in the middle area got the audio set up got the projector set up got it linked to the other television in the bar uh, Crystal was there. Is it, was it Crystal and Matt, the tech? Um, we're working, working like crazy people to get all the machines ready. Um, all the machines looked incredible. They were all spot on. Yep, cool. I got to do some machine testing for Crystal. Like nice. she would go through a machine and she'd be like, "Play test this one. Yeah. Play test that one." Yeah. <laughs> Just like go down the line and play the games and let her know what was going on. Yeah. So that was uh, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a cool bar as well. On top of the pinball machines, that's just a freaking really cool bar. Really cool space. Is it an old hardware shop or something like that? It's just a great little Yeah, venue. Logan Hardware. I love yep. their light boxes on the walls. I love the artwork. Uh, really cool little selection of arcades. Nice big front bar. Yeah, it's a great in. setup. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, that was my yeah, favorite. Definitely my favorite of the uh, Chicago spots. Yeah, same. Easy. 
Um, and then, yeah, Nathan, the manager, was super friendly and um, they looked after us at the, over the bar all night, which I really wasn't expecting. That was extremely lovely. And then uh, what do we do? We snuck out for some, for some dinner, smashed some burritos with Jack after he'd finished setting up, which was cool. Jack came and streamed the event as well. Um, yeah, because he didn't have anything else going on. <laughs> Pinberg to Spooky back. Always <laughs> <laughs> work. working, that guy. Um, yeah. So that was cool. So yeah, and then people. I can't remember what time we kicked off. Seven. No, it was definitely seven. So people started rolling in about six. Um, and we had fifty players, which was man. Yeah, it ended up being a real nice yeah, turnout. It was pretty much the perfect amount, which was freaking good, which was really nice. Uh, so that way we didn't need to use all the machines. So I left. We left a handful of machines at, up the front bar for the public, and a couple down the bottom end as well. Um, and yeah, we kicked off only if not too late, a little bit after seven. And the guys, I guess the guys in Chicago and probably some other parts in the states play a version of flip frenzy called pinball, pinball, pinball. Is that right? Yeah. So they're pretty. A lot of them were pretty familiar with what to do. And how to do it. So, like, I don't think we had a single person misreport a result, and everyone was pretty, pretty confident, knew what to do. Um, I think we played over 500 games, which is spot on. That's incredible for you know we only done that at Netherworld, I think, twice ever. So, yeah, that nice. was fine. Very professional in there. <laughs> um. um, and no hitches. Oh, we had a couple of games drop out, but I think that was. Um, they were pretty fixed pretty quickly, but that was the beauty of having a few machines in spare, so that was never an issue. But the software didn't glitch once. Yeah, I think just getting getting people familiar with the the concept and okay, if someone doesn't show up for their game, like let us know so that we can draw you someone else and put that person back yeah. in the queue. Um, and I was. I kind of wish that I wasn't playing so that I could help like run around and do some of that stuff because everyone was like so busy and it spread out yeah. over, you know, such a, a wide expanse in there, but it ended up, you know, I was just running around and being like, Nope, uh, go back and do this <laughs> or okay, go run over there and do this like while we were playing. So, um, just kind of the back and forth and, and getting, getting everyone into it. And I think once people knew kind of, um, the lay of the land that it was moving faster yeah. towards the end as well. I think queue times were under two minutes or around two minutes the whole time. So you hardly got time to get anything done and you were back out. I think that was the only thing people weren't weren't too sure about was how long to wait for an opponent. So people sometimes were waiting four or five minutes before letting me know or Barb's know that they their opponent was missing. But other than that, yep. that, was, that only happened a handful of times. Other than that, everything else went super smooth. Um, yeah, anytime I saw a machine that wasn't being played, I'd be like, are you, are you waiting for somebody? How long have you been waiting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go tell somebody. <laughs> uh, the venue was super happy. That defeats the purpose. Uh, Nathan was super thrilled with, with how the event went and the turnout. Uh, I think he, yeah, he said it was one of the best, really best kind of most patronage, I guess, for a pinball event that they'd ever have, had, pretty much. That's pretty... That's, super cool. that's awesome. Yeah. That's so great. <laughs> and even just giving out the, um, like, you know, the, everyone there was super into it and just giving out the, um, 
the prizes at the end, like, you know, the crowd was pumped. They were, like, jump, like not jumping, but, you know, we were super into it, give, cheering everyone on really loudly. And um, the top three was great. We had a tie for third. Um, and then tie for third. Mm-hmm. And the top two were ladies. And the top two were ladies. <laughs> so good. Which is amazing. And Jane won the whole thing. Yeah. It was funny because before you even announced anything for winners or whatever, she came up to me and uh, she was like, this is my favorite thing because yeah. she's all about like efficiency and she just yeah. like wants to go smash it and then just go. Yeah. And she's like, that's the thing is I always want to just like, go, let's go play another game like right now yeah. and doesn't like the waiting. So for her, like she was totally in her element and it showed like she yeah. killed it. Uh, 17 and 3, I think she ended up on, something like that. So, yeah, that's so perfect. Crazy. And then, <laughs> and then she was the winner. So, bloody nice. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, and the group, like the people in the room, gave her a massive cheer. So, that was freaking lovely. Uh, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah, a lot of that. I was in the back screaming. <laughs> I was like, yes, Jane. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, she absolutely slayed it. And that was that was a perfect way to it was end so our, much fun. our little trip. Like a few guys that we met at Pingberg showed up, and Jack was there. Marty from Head to Head came down. So it was a nice little. Oh yeah, it was great finally getting to meet Marty. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and then Ed showed up from yeah, Pinberg, and uh, Dino and Yancey yeah. were there, where we'd seen them at Spooky. Yeah. Um, that week so it was nice seeing so many people actually listen and come yeah. out there were a few people that i had just like randomly invited that yeah. came and was like cool yeah. like this is great yeah. <laughs> um and then we couldn't of course couldn't have our last day of the trip be pinball free so um when mm. we headed out towards the airport well towards a airport <laughs> an airport on our trip oh my gosh that was crazy um decided to go over to oh gosh level 267 257 257 i got two of the numbers right um yeah yeah so you had some shopping that you wanted to get done and then um we went there and checked it out and that arcade is way more like pac-man themed um yeah, it is too, isn't it? Yeah. And Which I think level 257 is the full screen for Pac-Man. I think that's why it's Yeah, cool. and I think a way better model for the Redemption arcade thing than the FTW being like steampunk themed. It's like, it's an arcade. Have it be arcade themed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it does make a lot more sense. And then we even ran into Pinberg people there. Yep. Yep, so Ed was there uh, with Andy, and Andy was at the Frenzy, and then Ed was crashing at Andy's place, so I was like, that's cool. And Hugh stayed on a few days after um, the rest of us left, and he stayed with Dino, and I'm so jealous of his, like, extra few days of adventure that he had there. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Got to go to Scott's house, and yeah, yeah, it was very cool stuff, but... That was that was a rough day. I did not want to leave you guys. Uh, sad night. Uh, Barb's got That's us everything. little um, ghost keychains. He he won enough ticket redemption games to go get us each <laughs> little each a little ghost keychain from the uh, redemption <laughs> shop. 
So we all have to have those on on our person at any given time. He's the first one to be called out without it. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> that was he was on the stream uh with Ben one morning and I was just like challenge coin and he didn't have it. And I was like, oh man. And then I sent a picture with mine and you sent a picture with yours right away. <laughs> uh, that was our uh our ghost gang buddies for the trip. But uh I had the best time with you guys. I really did. Just finding people that you get along with yeah. well enough to travel with is crazy. Yeah, well, and... Traveling's hard, man. You can um, people can bring out the worst in people being super tired and traveling, but we were we were a beautiful little group. Yeah, we were. It was so much fun yeah. and I can't thank you guys enough for everything. It was an amazing trip. Yeah. Well, we can't thank you enough for all the uh behind the scenes stuff you did to get us into the the, the, the cool spots to get us out to Ron's and to get us out to Spooky. Uh, very cool mate. We loved it. Loved every second. Well, you guys always show me such a nice time. I wanted to make sure you were having one too. So, and when you come out to Portland and Seattle, like forget about it. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> That's definitely next on the trip. Yeah. That's next on the agenda. For sure. <laughs> so after Pinburg next year. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> awesome. Then we could do frenzies in Portland and Seattle. Yeah. Right? Heck yes. Yeah. It's gonna be so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Oh man. Any uh any last notes about our little road trip before we sign off for um, the evening? I think we got we covered everything. We went yeah, through a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, we did so much that it was easy to forget what we what we squeezed in some days. It wasn't it wasn't even so much that I forgot that we did the factory tour just in the timeline. I was like, oh right, yeah. and then we did the frenzy. It's like, oh wait, but we did all this other stuff and in the the time span of things, my brain's putting one before the other because I'm like it's all just this insane two weeks, like just madness. Well, I'll, I'll count three. If you count count the masters, it was pretty much three weeks of insanity. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely it was it was intense but it was so wonderful like i i said it before like i love masters and i definitely want to do masters again and um you know even with the kind of being uh a little exhausted heading into to pinberg it was so well worth it to to be over there for that and uh would not have traded that whole span of time experience with you guys for anything the best yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and rehashing all of our super fun times and let's uh let's do it again soon hopefully your normal podcast partner returns from his fishing expedition soon <laughs> so you can get on to a, back to a normal number podcast right <laughs> i know what letter can i get up to before jeff gets <laughs> um thanks everyone for listening you can find uh jimmy online you can look up netherworld arcade adventures every thursday every thursday morning seductive boys nine o'clock our time yes yes um so in the states in portland it's um 
Wednesdays at 4 p.m. So adjust accordingly. Um, I'm always in the chat room talking a bunch of shit. So <laughs> come and say hello and join us. Uh, yes, since I can't be there actually doing the stream, I will be as present as I can. Um, I'm going to start to try and stream some more again. I'm trying to figure out good times to do that. Uh, yeah, keeping my Aussie mates in mind, of course. So um, if there's a time that you think of that's a good slot for me to potentially yeah. stream for people there to watch, let me know. We'll figure it out. But, yeah. uh, get some Sea Witch on stream, get some stars, some Nine Ball, get it, get it going. Get it out. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so yeah, Another World Arcade on Facebook, on the Instagrams, on Twitch. Um, and I am on Instagram at Twazoo. Um, you can find the Pinball Podcast on Facebook. I don't think we have an Instagram for it anymore, but that's okay. Um, yeah, if you guys have any things that you want us to, to talk about or cover in upcoming episodes, I know uh, we're planning a an episode with a segment on video modes that we're going to do with Ben. Um, kind of talking about how amazing those always are in pinball. So, Yeah. <laughs> should be super fun but this was great thank you again thanks Thanks, everyone for listening big love to everyone uh in brisbane jimmy thanks buddy i'll let him know all right thanks Uh,